Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, Russia strikes dangerously close to NATO territory as hundreds of women and children are still buried in the rubble of a bombed theater. Non-stop shelling overnight with dozens of missile strikes across the country. The images of a son crying over his mother's body after a Kiev apartment building is hit, covering a neighborhood with shrapnel and glass. And the heartbreaking reminder, 109 baby strollers representing the children killed in this war. Putin under pressure, the Russian dictator's chilling pro-war rally in Moscow. Deterring China, President Biden's nearly two-hour virtual call with President Xi, trying to convince the Chinese leader not to provide support to Russia. Severe weather, a suspected tornado, flooding and thunderstorms hit Alabama. The threat continues tonight as wildfires force evacuations in Texas. Moderna's fourth shot. What age group may need a new booster? Plus, does a European spike in cases mean the U.S. is next? Saving gas and money. How some Americans are going to extremes to conserve fuel. Every dollar I save in fuel is dollar in my pocket. And on the road, one woman's journey to transform a Michigan neighborhood. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. Tonight, Russia's attacks on Ukraine are heading further west toward NATO allies. Six missiles were launched at the western city of Lviv. Ukraine's defense systems took down two of the weapons, but the others took a direct hit on the town that is about 40 miles from the border with Poland. And as the strikes continue, the refugee crisis grows worse by the day. The United Nations says more than 3.2 million refugees have now fled the country, while nearly 6.5 million are displaced inside Ukraine. Take a look at this long line of cars fleeing the city of Mariupol. 
That is the city where a theater was destroyed. And we've got an update on that tonight. More than 130 people have been rescued, but officials warn that hundreds of people are still trapped. We've got a lot to get to tonight, starting with CBS's Imtiaz Tayeb, who is in Lviv. Good evening, Imtiaz. Nora, good evening. In a worrying sign that Vladimir Putin's war on Ukraine is only widening, Lviv may now firmly be in his crosshairs following today's assault. Lviv's early morning calm shattered by a Russian cruise missile attack near the city's airport. This roiling black cloud of smoke, really what this says to the people of Lviv, who for so long have been spared the kind of violence we've seen elsewhere across Ukraine, is that Russia's war is now firmly on their doorstep. It's a war these children have experienced the worst of. They traveled 72 long hours to reach this care home in Lviv, hoping for safety. Originally from Volnavaka, 600 miles away, it's been all but obliterated by Russian forces. Thousands of residents of the small but strategically important city near Mariupol were trapped for weeks under the relentless shelling. And these 42 children are among those who were able to escape. But behind the smiles is a trauma made worse by the fact they had to leave their parents behind. The Ukrainian government could only offer shelter here to the city's youngest. And so their mothers and fathers had to make the agonizing decision to send them here alone, not knowing when the pieces of their families would be put back together again. I really love kids. Sofia Kokowska is one of the volunteers. She normally works as an economist, but says she'll do anything she can to care for these kids. Why is it so important for these children to be able to come here? Children is our future. If we have our children, we have future of our country. So we must save them. For far too many Ukrainian children, that future has already been so cruelly taken away. In Lviv's historic city center, a stark tribute to them. This is 109 strollers and baby seats placed here in memory of the 109 children who have been killed since Russia's invasion of Ukraine began. We asked Lviv's mayor if people were safe here following Russia's strikes. He told us all Ukrainians are now in the same situation, but here people can still walk around. But can you guarantee their safety? Only God. Now, while they may be praying for peace here in Lviv as this war now enters its fourth week, Many here are now bracing themselves for the very worst. Nora. MTS Tayab with that turn of events. Thank you. Well, now to Kyiv, where heavy shelling rained down on the Ukrainian capital for another day. And tonight we're learning more about the harrowing final days of American James Hill. CBS's Charlie Daggett is in Kyiv with his story. Like so many people in Chernihiv, James Hill found himself trapped inside one of the most brutal battlegrounds of the war. Known as Jimmy to his friends and family, the 67-year-old Minnesota native was in the northern city to look after his partner, Ira, suffering from MS. With the bombardment worsening by the hour, his last Facebook post read, intense bombing, limited food, room very cold, Ira in intensive care. And there is no way out. In Pittsburgh, Katya Hill said her brother thought of other people to the end. My brother was a peacemaker and he was a giver. And uh, he just felt everybody in the world should love each other. But still, he was a helper. 
a helper who became one of thousands of innocent civilians to die. In Kyiv, a son cries over the body of his mother. Killed when a downed missile sent shrapnel and shards of glass tearing through the neighborhood. The Ukrainian military said this is the result of a missile that was intercepted. And you can see the level of destruction. Every single window is smashed out, not just here, but in the surrounding buildings. Imagine if this was a direct hit. Nadia Yurasiuk told us she has nothing left. And where are you going to go now? I don't know, she said. I am alone. My son died a year ago. I don't have anyone. I hope that Putin dies. I curse him. Nadia is not alone in her anger or fear. With Russian troops unable to make any significant ground progress toward the capital in recent days, they're increasingly turning to launching strikes into civilian areas with devastating and terrifying effect. Nora? Terrifying is right. Charlie Daggett, thank you. Back here in Washington, President Biden held a nearly two-hour call with Chinese President Xi to discuss ways to de-escalate the crisis in Ukraine. But Russia's Vladimir Putin showed no signs of wanting peace anytime soon, holding a massive rally in Moscow, saying his country will prevail. CBS's Weijia Zhang is at the White House. The high-stakes call with Chinese President Xi Jinping ended with no assurances that Beijing would refuse Russia's request for help. Vladimir Putin has asked his key ally for missiles, drones, and cash. Did President Biden directly ask President Xi if he intends to help Russia? Well, he made clear uh, what the implications and the consequences would be if China provides material support to Russia. But did he ask... Do you intend to help Russia, yes or no? I think making clear what the consequences are, make clear we don't want them to do it. CBS News has learned the Chinese have still not decided whether to help Putin or not. But President Xi made clear to Mr. Biden today that it is the Russian leader's responsibility to pull back, implying they won't lean on him to do so. The administration has warned the Chinese not to help Putin militarily or financially, given the crushing sanctions imposed on them by the West. In a rare public speech today at Moscow's largest stadium, Putin praised Russian unity over the war, despite blacking out most media coverage of the brutal campaign and widespread anti-war protests that have led to 15,000 arrests. With a giant sign behind him that read, for a world without Nazism, Putin falsely claimed the goal of the invasion was to stop genocide. The speech came two days after Putin called those who aren't patriots scum and traitors. A senior military official tells CBS News that Chinese assistance may not even add up to very much because their missile systems are not particularly compatible with the Russians. And that is why offering Putin cash may be the most helpful. Nora? That's interesting. Weijia Jiang, thank you. Well, some breaking news tonight. A U.S. military aircraft with four people on board has crashed in northern Norway. The V-22 Osprey aircraft went down in bad weather in an area with rough terrain and narrow valleys. The Osprey, similar to this one, was taking part in a NATO military exercise when it was reported missing. The fate of the people on board is not known. 
Let's turn now to the south, where severe weather, including a suspected tornado, touched down in southern Alabama near the Florida Panhandle. Several mobile homes were overturned and six people were injured and hospitalized. That same storm system is now moving east. For the forecast, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from the Weather Channel's global headquarters. Good evening, Mike. And good evening, Nora. Certainly we know that severe storms are back in the forecast through the evening and maybe again to start your weekend. You can see high-resolution modeling shows how much active weather they'll be from Florida up through Georgia and then the Carolinas. Storms should wane a bit overnight tonight, then refire again tomorrow, especially down through the big bend of Florida, right up through the beaches here in South Carolina and up through North Carolina. This is the area of biggest concern. We'll include from near Tallahassee, Florida, up through the Outer Banks of North Carolina, not even ruling out a chance for some severe storms across New York and Pennsylvania. Then you look at what the pattern could be for next week. Almost an identical forecast to what we've had this week with Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Nora, offering up severe weather each and every one of those days. Mike Bettis, thank you. Well, let's turn now to the COVID pandemic. Moderna is asking the FDA to authorize a fourth COVID shot. But unlike the additional booster that Pfizer hopes to roll out just for seniors, Moderna's could be targeted at a much larger group. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman. Authorization for a second booster. Moderna wants that from the FDA and quickly for all adults 18 and over. A similar recent request to authorize a second booster from Pfizer would only cover adults 65 and over. Moderna says its more sweeping request would give the CDC maximum flexibility. They want to see that the regulators themselves set the exact groups that deserve the fourth dose. But it's controversial. Not everyone agrees that a fourth shot is necessary for most adults. Now the bad news. An Omicron subvariant, BA2, has spiked in Europe, which health experts say often foreshadows a rise in cases in the U.S. Supporters argue a fourth shot could be timely. One study showed Moderna's half-dose booster had waning antibody levels and protection against infection after six months. Other studies showed antibodies from Pfizer's full-dose booster waned after three or four months. A new CBS News poll shows that America's COVID concern is at its lowest point in two years. But most Americans also believe more variants are ahead, as is the need for more boosters. Nora? Mark Strassman, thank you. Well, tonight as gas prices continue to hover near record highs, we're shining a spotlight on drivers who are going to extremes to conserve fuel. They're known as hyper-milers. CBS's Chris Van Cleve takes us for a ride in the slow lane. Southern California is home to the nation's highest gas prices, nearly $2 a gallon higher than a year ago. Are you really getting 87 miles to the gallon? Yeah, I'm getting well over 80 miles per gallon. Wayne Gertis is serious about making his tank go further, about 60% further than what the EPA says his plug-in Prius hybrid should be getting. This is very much a slow and steady approach to drive. Yeah, you've, you've hit it with that. We are on Interstate 5 outside San Diego. What does 55 miles per hour mean to you? It means you're going a lot slower than everybody else on the road. That's okay. They're not buying my gas. He says always follow the speed limit. Speed kills fuel economy. It does. There's no way around it. Gertis is one of the nation's leading hyper-milers, folks who take fuel economy to the extreme. Some try to reduce drag, drop weight, even draft behind semis. Wayne often coasts downhill. 
the optics can be bad to other drivers because it's not the normal pattern that we all follow. Most of the tips in the hypermilers playbook are smart. The goal is stay moving, gently accelerating, and we start slowly braking well before a red light, cruising through it as it turns green. During our drive around town, he averaged 110 miles per gallon on city streets. It all adds up. Curtis saves about $2,500 a year. Every dollar I save in fuel is a dollar in my pocket. Now, Wayne drives for a living, and when gas prices are this high, hitting $6.29 a gallon at this station, little things start to matter. That's why we want to talk about the junk in your trunk. Get rid of it. Driving around with all of this stuff is like driving around with a whole other person everywhere you go, and that will cut into your miles per gallon. Nora? Chris Van Cleve with the update on junk in your trunk. Thank you. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Now to Texas, where low humidity and high winds led to ideal conditions for wildfires. Hundreds of homes have been evacuated because of blazes across Eastland County. That's about 100 miles west of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. The largest fire has burned more than 45,000 acres. The Texas A&M Forest Service says it's only about 4% contained. A quick-thinking bus driver in Broward County, Florida, is being called a hero tonight for bringing a shooting aboard her bus to a halt. After a gunman opened fire on four passengers, killing two, the driver swerved into the parking lot of a police station where officers surrounded the bus and then the gunman surrendered. All right, an Indiana cheerleader is being credited with one of the most talked about plays in the first round of March Madness. When the ball got stuck between the blackboard and the shot clock, the players and refs, well, they couldn't reach it. So that's when the cheerleaders, Nathan Paris and Cassidy Cerny, rose to the occasion. There you go. And saved the day. Gotta love that. When a Michigan woman decided to save her neighborhood outside Detroit six years ago, she never imagined what would happen next. CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road with the community activist who's only just getting started. Highland Park, Michigan, near Detroit, has all the makings of a ghost town. This was the library. This was the high school. Much of the town just plain was. Fortunately, one man's wasteland is another woman's blank slate. I just felt that it was a space to build and do things on. And run through your background in urban planning. (laughs) I don't have anything in urban planning except for sitting on this porch conjuring up what I want to do on this block. That's it. Look at all this space. We can do anything we want. As we first reported in 2016. You've got a better imagination than I do. (laughs) Shamayim Harris is the unofficial architect of the most unlikely redevelopment project in Michigan. We own the lot on the corner. She set up a nonprofit. That lot over there, too. Got donations. I own this lot right here, too. And started a crusade to reverse the decline on her block. Are you paying all these people? I see a lot of people working. Well, a couple of them, but most of them are volunteers. Wow. She tries to uplift everyone. This is just some of her army. When she needs something done, she knows exactly who to call, and it's going to get done. That's why Mama Shoe's so amazing. 
They call her Mama Shoe, and they say she'll put a boot in your behind if you don't help her rebuild this block of Avalon Street, where she drew up plans for a park and after-school homework house here, basketball, volleyball, and tennis courts here, a greenhouse and cafe in this old garage, and much more. You're going to see this whole block looking like some of the suburban blocks that I see with the grass trimmed and flowers and all of that. That's what you're going to see. Six years later, her vision is coming true. When spring rolls around and this block awakens, the gardens will grow, kids will gather on the courts and in the homework house, and new families may move in. How about that? I know. (laughs) Folks have gotten lots. They build in this and that on their garden space, park areas. It's happening. Michigan's most unlikely urban planner. Now also one of its most successful. Steve Hartman on the road in Highland Park, Michigan. She had a powerful dream. Tonight, join us for a half-hour special on the crisis in Ukraine with an in-depth interviews and extended reporting from the region. That's at 7.30 p.m. on the CBS streaming network and the CBS News app. And Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret Brennan's guests include Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. And remember, if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Have a great weekend. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.